If you've been following the podcast for uh, for a little while, you know that I love to read. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of talks, presentations. I like to level up, and uh, and I'm constantly doing that. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about uh, one way that uh, that I leveled up over the last few years that I couldn't have done any other way except by going through it, and that is coaching. One of my favorite quotes goes like this. It says, the things that got you here cannot get you there, meaning everything you've done to get to this point will not get you any further, right? The law of diminishing returns. You have to do something different, right? If we want to make a change, we have to be willing to change. The best athletes in the world have coaches. CEOs, executives, entrepreneurs all have coaches. In fact, some of the most successful people in the world have coaches. So why not me? Why not us? Why not you? See, that's the thought that I had about three years ago, right? Why not me? And it felt weird thinking that I was going to be uh, throw myself in that category of all these, you know, uh, important athletes and executives and all of that. But at the end of the day, the things that got me to where I was, was were not going to get me any further, which is when I went out and found my own coach. And shortly after that, I started transitioning my business from being a restaurant consultant to being a restaurant coach because I saw the impact that coaching had on my life, the things I was able to do with a coach in my corner. And since then, I've made a bigger impact than I ever could have imagined. So we're going to talk all about why I think you need a coach on today's episode of Restaurant Strategy. Don't go anywhere. There's an old saying that goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy, a podcast with answers for anyone who's looking. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Chip Close, and this is Restaurant Strategy, a podcast dedicated entirely to the hospitality industry. We cover marketing, operations, and everything in between. Each week, I leverage my 20-plus years in the industry to help you build a more profitable and a more sustainable business. Did you know I also work directly with operators all over the world through my group coaching programs? I've said it before, and I will say it again. In fact, that's what this episode is all about. I help you address and overcome the specific challenges we face in our industry. So if you're curious to learn more, set up a free 30-minute strategy session at restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash schedule. I promise I can show you how simple it can be to run a profitable restaurant. Work less, make more. Get started by visiting restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash schedule. As always, you're going to find that link in the show notes. Now, it's been a while since we talked about this, but has your restaurant claimed the employee retention tax credit? This is money that is available right now, but the program is being shut down in the coming months, so there's definitely some urgency here. Back on episode 168, I sat down with Katherine Tyndall. She came on the show. She's a CPA with Dominion Enterprise Services. She has helped hundreds of restaurants across the country reclaim tens of thousands of dollars. She and I are hosting a free one-hour webinar on Monday, February 27th, and we want to see you there. If you ran a business and you kept that business afloat through 2020 and 2021, you may be entitled to a refund from the IRS. So come learn more at this webinar. It's totally free. Come sign up. Uh, space is capped at 100 people. That link, as always, is in the show notes. Okay. 
So today we're talking all about coaching. We're going to talk about my my experience going through coaching. We're going to talk about my experience being a coach, and we're going to talk about how uh, what that has to do with you, right? So I want to start right at the top. Let's talk about the difference between consulting and coaching because uh, the previous 20 or 30 years, the big deal was getting a restaurant consultant. I'm going to go open a restaurant. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hire a high-paid restaurant consultant. And guess what? I've been that role before. I've done that. I've worked with consultants. I have been a consultant. I, I've been on both sides of this. And now I've been a coach and, and I've, I've used coaches and now I've been a coach. And, and, and I have a very particular um, perspective on this. So I want to start here right at the top. What's a consultant and what is a coach? So they're both people that you would bring in, outsiders that you would bring in into your organization for a period of time. Consultants are usually short-term and coaches are usually long-term. And we'll get into why that is the case and why I think it's beneficial to have somebody in your corner for the long-term. But first, let's, let's talk about, again, the nuts and bolts of it. So a consultant is a hired gun, somebody you bring in to help you do something in particular, right? To open a restaurant, to get your uh, your systems in place in the back, to get labor costs under control, to help you with your marketing. It's a professional, somebody who's worked at a high level, somebody who has done what you've been, what you are trying to do. Somebody who has success in doing what you are are setting out to do, right? So you're bringing in an expert in that field. And again, I've been that expert. I've been a consultant before where I come in and work with a restaurant uh, with a, a restaurant team uh, to help whip them into shape, all right? This is typically anywhere from two weeks to six months, I'll say. So some consultants go longer, but for the most part, like I said, this is a short-term relationship, partially because this consultant is typically very sought after, has a very tight schedule, and therefore is very expensive. So you bring in a consultant for, let's say, a month, Right, and there's some relationship you have with them. Uh, there's some goals that you're trying to uh, to 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 uh, to set for yourselves. Some goals you're trying to achieve. Hey, we need help in the following areas. We're going to go seek out a consultant who can come in and help us. So they're there on the floor, 40, 50 hours a week, every single week for the duration of their contract, and they're going to whip into shape. They're going to get it all set. I did this for a very long time, and I made a significant impact on the businesses that I work with. But what I found time and time and time again is that I would come in, I would do all this work, I would whip everyone into shape, I'd get it to where it is, and I'm sort of like sticking my finger in the hole of the dam. This is how I feel now, having having stepped out of this role. I, I sort of looked at myself and I said, all I was doing was holding it up. I was putting my finger in the, in the hole of the dam until I stepped away. And when I stepped away, I wasn't holding the wall anymore. I wasn't, I didn't have my finger plugged in the hole of that dam. So as soon as I stepped away, the walls started crumbling. The water started pouring through. Oftentimes, I would go in for, let's say, three months at a time. That was typically what I would do. So I'd go in for, let's say, three months at a time. And then as soon as I stepped out, it, by the end of the next three months, most of the hard work, most of the systems and structures that we had put into place fell apart. And I think it's because, now not across the board, but I think what happened is the owners or the general manager, whoever had brought me in, sort of relaxed a little bit. And they just let me do all the work. They let me, and then I got the respect of the team. People listened to me. They followed me. They did what I was suggesting they did. And so as soon as I stepped away, the same issues that were plaguing the restaurant in the first place 
were still hanging around. And it was, and and all those bad habits, bad routines, the systems we set start, everybody starts getting a little lax and, 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 and things fall apart. Again, we set it up so we take inventory once a week for food, once a month for all of our beverage. We do proteins twice a week. Okay, great. And then as soon as I step away a couple weeks later, they're like, well, it's a lot of work taking the inventory on proteins twice a week. Let's just do the proteins when we do all the other inventory once a month. And then a little time goes on, right? Or once a week, rather. And then a little time goes on, and then the kitchen team says, well, why do we have to do uh, inventory once a week, but the beverage team does once a month? We're just going to go and do it once a month. What's the, what's the big deal? And so things start loosening and loosening and loosening. And I'm telling you, if I was in for three months, by the end of the next three months, a lot of the things that we had put into place, things, solutions we had put into place to solve the specific problems that the teams had, that that restaurant had, they were all gone. So what I found then on the other side as a coach is that I wasn't responsible for doing any of the work. And I know that sounds like me being lazy or whatever, but really what it comes down to is it came down to education and empowerment. That as a coach, I spend most of my time teaching the teams everything I know, helping them implement systems, but literally helping them implement systems. So the, the, a nice way of thinking about it, and this was, this was said to me a while back, and I didn't really understand it when I started coaching, um, uh, but, I did, but I did after I had been coaching for a couple of months. It's consulting, uh, a consultant comes forward with all the answers, and a coach comes forward with all the questions. So you pay a consultant to come in, diagnose the problem, solve the problem, get everything all, all, all where it should be. And you pay a coach to help diagnose the problems, Right? What I think is also pretty profound about this is that as a consultant, I'm just making uh, determinations based on uh, based on my experience, uh, my aesthetics. Uh, you know, I'm doing what I think they should do. And as a coach, what was really interesting is that I would come in then, and I'm. It's not my restaurant. It's not my decisions. I'm helping the decision makers, the owners, the operators, the general manager, the chef. I'm helping them find the solutions that they want because it's not my restaurant. It's their restaurant. And it's, it's, a, it's a powerful shift. So again, think in terms of that. The consultant comes, uh, comes out with all the answers. The coach comes forward with all the questions. And I found that really, uh, really hard to do after years of being in, uh, in restaurants and just having to make decisions and just having to, and to, to commit to it and all of that. Um, but it also, what was also really interesting is that uh, I'm just sort of a go-getter, just get it done, you know, grab it by the horns and, and do it myself. And it was one of the things I struggled with as a manager, which is why I love uh, coaching managers now, um, to teach them how to delegate, to help uh, teach them, uh, to help show them how to put systems into place so they're not responsible for doing every little thing, but they can put a system into place that can be repeatable by a series of other people. You just train someone to do that those things. And then it frees up the manager's time to do more high value tasks if you delegate the the, the more menial tasks to other to other people. There, there's a there's a systems in place. So as a consultant, um, I, I didn't really succeed at doing that because I was paid um, to go in and assess the problem and fix the problems. And as a coach, really my job is to assess the problems and then show, teach, empower the staff to come up with all of the solutions, to help them put it into place, to, to again, uh, to be in their corner, to help give them the confidence um, and skills that they need to be able to succeed without me. That's the beauty part of a coach. You should be able to remove a coach at any point, and all the work you've already done is already there. 
Now, the power of coaching is that typically a coach is less expensive than a consultant. A coach is giving less of their time for sure. Um, but again, is really there in your corner and letting you, letting letting the owner, letting the operator take the reins or, 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 or keep the reins uh, and, and, and put all these things into place. So because they are typically less expensive than a consultant, they can be a long-term solution. And what I found is that as a coach, we solve a series of problems and then we move on to the next ones. We identify a new, uh, a new set of problems and we solve those. And then we set a new uh, uh, we identify a new set of problems and a new set of problems. There's always something else to work on that coaching really is never ending. Now, there are people who work with me for a year. There are people who work with me for three years. There's people who will continue on for a very, very, very long time because there's always something else to work with. There's a new team coming in. There's a new property opening. There's a new initiative we want to get going. Uh, and and honestly, uh, from a personal, a purely selfish standpoint, um, that's really attractive to me. I like being able to uh, to work long-term and, and build long, uh, long-term relationships with the people that I work with, right? So the difference between consulting and coaching, a consultant's coming in to give you all the answers uh, and a coach is coming in to ask all of the questions. That's a really important thing. If you're just trying to troubleshoot one specific thing in your kitchen, let's say, hey, we gotta get uh, food costing in line. Hey, we really don't, we really need a good inventory system. Then yeah, maybe you just pay someone for two weeks to come in and show you how to, uh, how to identify PARs, show you how to take inventory, how to log inventory, uh, to show you how to uh, build an ordering system that makes sense for the PARs you set and the inventory system in place. If that's just a short, finite, a small scope of work, then yeah, maybe you just need a consultant to come in and show you uh, a great way to do it. But if there are a series of problems, as most restaurants do, I think coaching makes a lot more sense. And again, when you talk about a coach, a coach is there for long term, right? The uh, An athlete doesn't hire a, a coach to help them for a season and then get a new one, no. Athletes, right? I think of uh, golfers. Golfers are with their swing coaches for years at a time, right? Uh, Michael Jordan, right? Michael Jordan is with a coach for years. LeBron James is with a coach for years because they can help them in many, many aspects. They can help them integrate with the team. They can help new team members integrate with their game. A coach is there for the long run to troubleshoot anything that may come up rather than just a just a narrow uh, narrow scope of work, right? So that's what we're going to, that's, that's, that's the first thing that we have to talk about. The difference between a consultant and a coach. Now I want to talk, now that we're talking about coaching, right? And hopefully you have a sense of when a consultant is right and when a coach is right. But a lot of times when we talk about coaching, there's another way of doing it, right? There's two ways of doing it, I should say. Coaching is typically either done one-on-one uh, -on -one or coaching is done in a group format. And when I started, right, when I started coaching, I started doing one-on-one -on -one coaching, which I find uh, very, very satisfying for the right kind of client. There's a client I've been with for more than two years at this point, um, and they are the perfect candidate for that kind of one-on-one -on -one coaching. I work with multiple teams across multiple concepts, multiple brands, uh, and it's very, uh, it, it, we get really good productive work done week after week after week. But I've also had private clients where we meet once or twice a week, and they just can't keep up with the workload. So they bring a problem to the table, we start working through it, we come up with action items, things they have to work on, and they can't possibly get it done in three week, uh, in three days or seven days. Really, they need a week or two or three weeks to implement the, the action items that I've given them, 
right? We sit there, we listen to the problem, we identify it, we set a goal, we come up with some potential things that they can do, and then they have to go put those things into action. For me, that's the beauty of coaching, is that uh, all the real work happens in between sessions. And I say that over and over and over again that I'm there to offer a ton of ideas, to ask questions, to help you dig deep and help you identify uh, the resolutions that you need to do. But then we hang up the phone or you know, we, we close down our computers and it's your responsibility, the operator's responsibility to go take action on all the things that we have to take action on. So when you look at a coaching model, there's either the one-on-one coaching or group coaching. And I will say, honestly, there are very few clients in my experience, who are right for one-on-one coaching. Really, the best way to do it is in a group setting. There's a couple of reasons for that. Number one, like I just outlined, it's tough to keep up with the workload. If we're gonna meet every Monday, let's say, right? And I say, okay, you're gonna do the following things. You can't possibly get all that stuff done by the following Monday. And yet on the following Monday, yeah, maybe we'll rehash some of what we already talked about. Maybe we'll troubleshoot some of that stuff. But really, we want to work on, move on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Every time we get together, we want to be coaching on something, asking questions, drilling down, getting to the, the answers um, that we need, really getting to action items so that everybody knows uh, what they need to be doing to achieve the desired goal. There are uh, some clients that I work with, and I work with very few one-on-one clients anymore, um, simply because I've discovered this, and I'm really good at sussing out when a client I think is gonna be really good for it. And the couple that I work with now are really right for it. But most of the time, nine times out of 10, I'm urging a coaching client to go into a group format. And I I run a a mastermind group. It's called the Restaurant Accelerator Mastermind, which we'll talk about later in, uh, in this episode. But that format, allows a restaurant owner to come in and be surrounded with 15 or 20 other restaurant owners who are struggling with a lot of the same things. Now, the cool thing is some people have already figured something out and they're struggling with others, right? So meaning a new member is gonna come in, they're struggling with, uh, with problem A, but they've already solved problem B. Meanwhile, somebody else in the group is struggling with problem B and they've figured out problem A. They can help each other. Right, so you draw from the wisdom of the group, which is uh, which is a real thing. Um, and I didn't think I was going to like the group dynamic. I thought, okay, for a bunch of CEOs, right, for a bunch of CEOs that don't really have, right, they say it's lonely at the top. Um, they don't really have anybody they can talk to about the big issues that they're facing. Okay, fine. For entrepreneurs who are dealing with a very specific kind of thing, yeah, I can see how that would be helpful to talk to other entrepreneurs. But I didn't think it was going to work for restaurant owners. And man. I was totally wrong. In fact, I was introduced to a woman who's now my partner uh, in this business, um, and she helps me out. She helped me see a new way of doing it. That, um, uh, along with my coach, really getting me to see the the larger picture. And we'll talk more about the larger picture, um, but I couldn't see the value of a group setting. I thought privacy was going to be an issue, right? It's an intimate thing to share um, to share intimate details about your business, um, to to uh, to share some of your problems and, and issues and all of that. It's a delicate thing to do. And, and here I'd be asking restaurant owners to do that every single week. And yet that's one of the most powerful things is that everyone who comes into the group has the humility to say, yep, I know what I'm doing. I'm really good at this, but I just don't know that. 
I don't know it at all. I need help getting to the next spot. Again, like I said at the beginning of the episode, the things that got you here cannot get you there. And the people I work with in the group coaching program understand that. They say, man, look, everything I did, I, I did everything I know to do, and that got me here to this spot. But I can't get any further. I can't seem to get any further. And that's the best kind of candidate, somebody who says, again, I find it really, um, I get really emotional about it when people sort of bring that humility to the table and say, I, I just I just don't know where to go next. It's awesome. So that's the difference between a consultant and a coach and the difference between one-on-one -on -one coaching and group coaching, right? Finally, I wanna talk about what I've learned, again, specifically having gone through coaching the last few years. And I do wanna explain a bit more about the program I run. And I wanna tell you about some of the impact that we've had in that program, the Restaurant Accelerator Mastermind. All of that after a word from our sponsor. Now, running a restaurant is already a tough job. You're uh, busy keeping customers fed, employees paid while working with razor thin profit margins. The last thing you should be worried about is if you're doing sales tax right. That's why you should consider automating sales tax for your restaurant point of sale system. Collecting and filing sales tax on your own can be stressful, can be time consuming, can leave your business vulnerable to accidentally missing tax payments or not having enough money in the bank to cover your tax obligations. Davo by Avalara simplifies sales tax for your restaurant and brings peace of mind through automation to help you pay the full amount you owe on time. Just integrate the Davo app with your existing POS like Clover, Toast, Square, or Spot On, and then set up your business and banking information. Davo will take care of sales tax data from your POS system, determine how much sales tax you collected each day, then it sends a request to your bank to have your sales tax put into a secure holding account. This keeps your sales tax separate from your other revenue and helps reduce potential confusion about available funds. You'll get a daily email from Davo letting you know exactly how much sales tax was transferred. And when your sales tax is due, Davo automatically remits your tax to the appropriate authority on your behalf in full and on time. Is your restaurant in a state that does on-time filing discounts? If it is, then Davo will automatically send this refund back to your bank. Don't let sales tax spoil your business. Stay on top of sales tax with automation from Davo by Avalara so you can spend less time in the back office and more time in front of house. Learn more at davosalestax.com slash restaurant strategy and try Davo free for the first month. As always, you're gonna find that link in the show notes. Okay, now, talked about the difference between being a consultant and a coach or hiring a consultant and a coach. We talked about the little bit of the differences between a one-on-one -on -one coaching and a group coaching uh, setting. Now, if you've been listening for the, to the podcast for a while, um, you know that this show is really just a labor of love. It's a, it's a great way for me to help build community, for, help me, uh, for me helping to connect the community, uh, and, and to help a bunch of restaurant owners and operators out there who are looking for help in specific areas. I love the community we've built. Uh, I hear from listeners every single week, and, and, I, and I love the impact that we're making. But mainly what I do outside of this podcast is that I work as a restaurant coach, right? So what does that mean? It means I, I work with a handful of one-on-one -on -one clients. I do, like I said earlier in the episode, uh, I find if there's the right client uh, for this, I, I will work with them in that way. But mostly, ma mainly the, the way I work with restaurant owners is through my mastermind program. The Restaurant Accelerator Group Coaching Program meets two hours every single week, every single Tuesday. In fact, we've got two groups now. We filled up the first group, so we added a second group. So. Two hours every Tuesday, new members get to pick which group they want to be in, and new members come in for an entire year, 
right? They, they commit themselves to an entire year. So two hours every single week for a year. I also make myself available. I call them office hours. So I make myself available for an additional two hours every single week. Uh, so people, uh, members can um, uh, log time, uh, secure time, 20 minutes at a time on my calendar uh, to work through problems. So if there's something that's private, you don't wanna bring in front of the group, it's a perfect time for it. If there's um, uh, if there's something we started talking about in the group setting, uh, but we didn't finish it and you wanna finish that conversation, again, the office hours end up being a great opportunity for it. So new members come in, they, uh, uh, they, they commit themselves to an entire year, and we meet two hours every single week for an entire year, and then we've got the office hours. It's an incredible resource. New members get access to the Restaurant Recharge, my online course, uh, and a huge resource bundle that's in there. There's lots of great stuff. It's also a Facebook group, a closed private group for just the people, just the members in this group. It is an incredible group. I, I say the group. They're really two different groups. Um, but each group has uh, anywhere between, I'll say, 14 and 22 members in it uh, at any given time. And and some people come in, they're, they're in for a year or they're in for two years, and then they sort of fade away and, and you know they, they leave the group. Uh, some people just keep staying on forever. Some people just do a year and then they're gone. They've sort of uh, learned the, you know, learned the process um, that I teach. The process that I teach, right? So the big question is, what is it? How does it work? What sort of impact have we had? And then finally, how do you know if it's right for you? And not just my program, but coaching in general, right? There are a lot of coaches out there, and by all means, you should go and explore and talk to those others. There's a specific way that I approach my work, that I approach the, the, the how, we, how we tackle things. The main way it works is through systems and goals. Everything we do is about identifying problems, prioritizing those problems, setting a goal for any of the problems we decide to tackle, and then putting a system in place to help us achieve that goal. So in order to get from point A to point B, we're gonna do the following things. The following things, those action items, are your system. Once it's a system, you can write it down. You can write it down, you can teach people, you can train people. It's replicable, it's repeatable, it's therefore scalable. So when you hear executives, when you hear um, you know powerful restaurateurs talk about the need for systems, this is what they mean. You need a reliable way to achieve the goals you want to achieve, right? And we always work backwards. Where do you want to be? Where are you now? And what do we need to do to get you from where you are and where you want to be? That ends up being a really powerful framework. And it's a framework we use over and over and over again. Now, my particular uh, 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 program, the mastermind I run, uh, does a hot seat format. So uh, we rotate who goes into the hot seat. We usually do two or three hot seats every single week, uh, which means it's 30 minutes for you to talk about whatever you wanna talk about. So a member will come in, bring a problem, a challenge, an issue, something that they're struggling with, and they'll bring it to the group. Uh, and I'm there to uh, I'm there to moderate every single conversation. I certainly put in my two cents. Uh, but really, I try to ask a lot of questions, right? And, and that's what I, I try to get the rest of the people in there to do uh, as well, right? Once we ask a lot of questions, we really feel like we firmly understand the problem then I can uh, pull from my own experience or give insights or give advice and other people will do the same. Oh, have you checked out this piece of software? Have you tried this program? Oh, we did. We used this company to do our direct mailers. People will share uh, resources and advice uh, freely, which is really, really cool. And for me, it starts with understanding where you are and where you want to go. Covers, revenue, expenses, your budget, profit, your marketing, uh, butts and seats, guest check average, whatever it is, you have to understand where you are and where you want to be. So that's something we get really good at doing. Now the power of the group setting is that, uh, I always say to new members coming in, I said, uh, you're gonna show up uh, for them 
and then they're going to show up for you, right? They're going to show up for you and bring all of themselves, meaning everybody else in the group. And then you just have to do the same. You have to bring all of your uh, all of your um, uh, experience and expertise to the table. And by all means, give more than you take. And you're going to take a lot. I always say it's some weeks it's like uh, trying to drink from a fire hose. Everybody's giving advice. There's tons of great information being passed along. Everybody shows up with a notebook and a pen so that they can take tons of notes because that's what's required. But that's how the group works and the impact we make is huge. So I always say it's, it, it's half guided by me, mostly guided by the members. There are specific systems, frameworks, structures that I know work. And so I will um, certainly impress those upon the people who are in the program. I think that's why they're in the program, to learn from me, to understand what it is that I, um, that I know, what it is that I've learned, the systems and the structures that I've, uh, that I've developed, um, and I bring it to them and I help them implement it. So that's part of it for sure. And then the other part of it is the them, you know, us working through the problems that they bring to the group. And and again, it's it's that same thing, right? Things that got you here will not get you there. The program works. The impact we've been making is is palpable, right? Teaching people how to forecast, right? How to build projections, how to build budgets, and using that to go from 3% profit to 13% profit or 7% to 17 or 22%. I've, these are all real case studies. These are all uh, clients that I've worked with that have come through the program. People who've gone from 18% profit to 24% profit, right? Just trying to squeeze every little point out of that budget, right? Rethinking their marketing, rethinking their, um, uh, you know, how they hire, how they train, helping implement training programs, catering programs, um, uh, private dining, right? Really building an inbound and an outbound strategy, all things that we work through with clients, with multiple clients, right? Teaching Facebook ad strategy and, and, and how we uh, retarget and how we use like a funneling system to actually uh, get a return on the investment right, so that you can spend money on Facebook or Instagram on advertising and actually see a return. All of that becomes really crucial. For me, it's all about the results, right? So it's, it's an investment of time and it's an investment of money. That is true for my program. It is true for any program. And the last thing I always say to, uh, to, to new members coming in, and the last thing I'll say to you, if you're thinking about a coach, right, whether you're looking at my program, the Accelerator program, or, or anyone else's, you have to think about what you want to achieve. I would be willing to spend two hours a week and X number of thousands of dollars to get the following result. And it's really the first lesson of coaching, right? At least for me, it's I want you thinking results oriented. Where do I wanna go? What am I willing to do to get there? I wanna go from working 50 hours a week to 20 hours a week. Would making the investment of two hours a week and X number of thousands of dollars get you there? Maybe. Do you believe that coach, the person you're talking to, can get you there? Do they have a proven track record? All of that becomes really, really important. But in understanding the difference between consulting and coaching, and I'm a huge fan of coaching, coaching has revolutionized, my, has changed my life, right? When I built my business, I started uh, marketing for restaurants. I started, I was a food photographer and, and used that to, uh, to do a lot of social media for people. I was building websites. I was uh, managing email strategy and, and all of that. All of that was great. It changed my life. It got me out of the day-to-day -day of running restaurants and actually helped me, allowed me to make a bigger impact on the restaurants that I work with. Not just working with one restaurant at a time, but multiple restaurants at a time. That was huge, but then I ran out of time. So what coaching helped me do is see a better way, a more efficient way of using my time. 
and it changed my life. That's the same sort of impact I try to make on the clients uh, that I work with. And any good coach is gonna listen to your goals, understand where you wanna go, and it's gonna help you get there. So, difference between consulting and coaching, one has all the answers seemingly, and one is really good at asking the questions and helping you find the answers, helping you implement the systems and, and, and the action items that it's gonna take to get you to the next level, to get you where you wanna go. So that's it. That's what I want to talk about coaching, uh, what it is, uh, why it might be right for you. As always, I say this at the top of every episode. If you're curious to learn more, set up a free call with me. We call them strategy sessions. They're a 30-minute coaching call. Go to restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash schedule. Grab some time in my calendar. We'll chat about what's going on with you. We'll see if you're a good fit for the program. In any event, I appreciate you being here. Thank you very much, and I will see you next time.